Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss throttling Peter Thiel and America. I don't waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, we're back. Here it is. This is it. This is it. November. Why am I screaming? I have no idea. Can anybody hear me? (laughs) Uh, Ryan, you're here, right? I'm here. We also have a special guest joining us. One of the uh, many, one of the hundreds of news editors at Input, <laughs> Craig Craig Wilson, our news editor. Hi, Josh. Hi. How are you? Hi, Ryan. Hi. Um, Craig is joining us now. This is a big deal. Now, Craig uh, recently uh, emigrated to the United States from uh, South Africa. This was uh, when did you do it? Last year? What time? Yeah. What month? Yeah, la- last year, September. September. Shows so this the longest year. <laughs> He was like, he was like, I want to see America at its worst, but, uh, uh, but, but this is only your, your, we're, we're now in the zone of your second Thanksgiving, and we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> but I just want you to be thinking about it, and I want the listener Tony to be thinking about it, uh, about what it would be like if you just came to America and you were just experiencing, you hadn't really figured out your Thanksgiving yet. Real Lucy in the football moment. Year two. Thanksgiving in 2020. <laughs> Anyhow, all right. So, uh, what's going on? There's a ton of stuff happening. We should talk about things. Do um, Ryan? Do we have to? Oh, Ryan, you're very ill. Can we talk I'm about, about that? To cough. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh my God, Ryan. Now we um, believe you've you've taken a test. Can I talk about this on the air? Rapid test. Yeah. You course. took a rapid test, so there's a 50 percent chance that you have COVID. Yeah, there's a 50 percent chance I have COVID. <laughs> the test said you had COVID. Yes. So it's 50-50. But then the doctor told me that the test is like basically made up nonsense. And if I wanted to roll some dice, it would be the same thing. Okay. Wow. Great stuff. Very encouraging about the healthcare. Aren't you glad you're here, Craig? I um, am. I mean, but, one uh, of the reasons I came here was for the uh, world-class healthcare system. <laughs> oh, do you mean plastic surgery? Because we have world-class plastic surgery, but you can't get a COVID test. We do have the best. Although I say that, but you know, we don't know if there, there may be like in France, plastic surgery may be so good that French people just look normal. I'll say this: Thailand, exquisite plastic surgery. Well, I'm here sure. I think it seems to be about teeth. I get a lot of ads for like know, Invisalign and crowns. Oh, yeah, and I need all of these. I need every one of those. I mean, depending on the state, we have good teeth. I think they just call it rich people teeth. It seems to be part of That's the American what I need. dream. That's what I need. I have like the mouth of a person who has lived on the street for forty years. My teeth are a mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have the mouth of a man who's lived in England for a regular life. In any event, the last yes. time that we recorded this podcast, I definitely was really sick. Whether it was COVID or not, I yeah, was pretending I, to be fine, but I was really sick. I feel like I feel like uh, you mentioned beforehand you were like feeling nauseous or something, and then and then I noted like I was like yeah, so we're gonna do this interview. We had a guest, Wendy Zuckerman, who was great. Uh, but I was like, you know, you jump in, you know, if you want to jump in while we're talking or whatever, you know, because Ryan often does when there's an interview. Uh, nothing. You didn't say a word. I don't think you said anything during the entire, and it was like a 40 minute. I was minute. trying so hard not to throw up and yeah. you guys just 
kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. That did happen. She was a fascinating guest, though. So fascinating, was, uh, and we're and just as a, as a you know, we have Craig here this week, and we're going to do a lot more of. I have to say, I, it's been a while. I said this a while ago that we were going to start ramping up guests again uh, on a regular basis and interviews on a regular basis. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And we're going to be doing more of it. And if you have suggestions for people you'd like to see on the show, tweet at me uh, at Joshua Topolsky. You can treat tweet, uh, tweet at Ryan at Ryan Houlihan. Uh, you can you tweet can, at uh, Craig Wilson, but it won't do you any good. <laughs> you can tweet, tweet at Craig. <laughs> no yeah, good. Tweet Craig. I mean, or, or, you know, or leave us a voicemail. Wait, do we still have a voicemail line? I don't think we do. We probably do. We've probably never checked it in oh my God. five years, six years. Oh, my God. I also just remembered there's an Out West voicemail line. I wonder if people... There's probably a whole show to be made just out of the five-year-old messages that you have floating around there. Absolutely. Tune in. Tune in for our new show, Old Messages, where we just play 30 <laughs> minutes of people... No context whatsoever. Accidentally calling the number and trying to order Chinese food. <laughs> hmm. Oh, Chinese food sounds great. Okay, anyhow... Getting back to the topic at hand, what the what were we talking about? Technology and yeah, tech, media. technology, incredible stuff. All right, so are we talking news here? What are we doing? Yeah, let's talk about news. What's going um, on? So, I really need to talk about the fact that Facebook is now trying to butter up the Biden administration after trying their hardest charm offensive on uh, X. President? Question mark. Donald soon to Trump. be former. I like soon yeah. to be former. Maybe, maybe. Or sa- you mean soon to be S- Georgia Senator Donald Trump? <laughs> soon to be rightful <laughs> King of the Republic. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did you see this? There's like a viral Twitter campaign that's like write in Trump for Georgia Senate, which I think may- maybe <laughs> had. Been- I think maybe was started by MAGA people too. Like they don't understand how it all works. Yeah. But- they. They. Um. They've been saying also that, you know what? I don't think Georgia is a very fair state, so I'm not going to vote at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're right. I think they're right. It's totally fixed. The fix is in. Don't even bother. What's the point? Stay home. If you you're know? not going to vote your ass off, don't vote. Just, just, yeah, exactly. No, obviously, you know, obviously we're talking to a very specific person. Uh, yeah, so they're buttering up. Facebook is buttering up Biden. I mean, the more every day, there's actually a story. I think uh, Mike Isaac and Kevin Roos did a big story today in the New York Times. Uh, you know about how Facebook. Uh, once again, it's one of these stories, and there you basically you have one of these stories every two weeks where it's like Facebook uh, has the tools to absolutely eliminate all hate and violence and Nazism from its platform, but Facebook chose not to because it would yeah. uh, diminish. Because it would diminish engagement or whatever. It's like a story that's literally like that. And it's a part of their story. Um, there's, you know, this anecdote. And this is the anecdote you always hear. It's like, oh, Facebook had a tool literally to um, to uh, show fewer posts that that people considered that to be like news that was bad for the world. Like just bad news. Um, they have a way of like showing people less bad news. But they they found that people come to the site less if they see less bad news, and so they didn't do it, you know. And it's like I don't know. They also have said multiple times that they're like, we we want to be fair to conservatives. And okay, well, first off, it's perfectly fair to say our playing field does not include Nazism. So if you're going to compete, go right ahead. But you can't use Nazism. And it's also um, the the case that conservatives whine 
that they're being silenced, even if they're the top 10 most discussed voices on the platform, even if their voices are being spread farther, faster, and harder than anybody else. So at that point, if they're not engaging in good faith, then why do you care about trying to please them? They're going to complain either way. So might as well not get people killed. Sure. I mean, might as well not create an army of Kyle Rittenhouses. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, Come I guess on. the bigger problem here is user is user fall off, and that's the thing is that you know this is a private company who are answerable to Peter Thiel and their shareholders, uh, and will do you know will kiss whichever ring or rear end is connected to the levers of power, um, which I guess at the moment is sort of fortunate because if they're going to bow well, before Biden, yeah. well, you know, uh, yeah. this was this was inevitable. They're going to go. The money will follow uh, whoever you know wears the crown. What concerns me, though, is that Biden, I think, knows, and obviously our constituency in the Democratic Party certainly knows that Facebook is out of control and is begging to be regulated. But the Biden administration has shown a uh, a certain centrist corporate propensity to listen to lobbyists and donors. And I'm concerned that Facebook's like campaign of charm offensive is going to actually work in its favor and that we're going to go four years without actually regulating this like thing yeah we're going to repeat 2016 in 2024 i think there's look i think there's something to be said for that sort of moderate coziness but i will also say i think um i think um the democrats understand that that facebook is a weapon is a weapon of choice for the Republicans because Republicans will use every will you know will slip through every loophole and will use every um, opportunity to lie and sort of spread lies on the platform. I think it's like a, a somewhat of a um, not just about Facebook's business, but I think Democrats must see that the future of like them being able to make certain types of arguments is going to be. Uh, hamstrung by having services that are so vast that are obviously engineered to promote uh, messages that are further and further from the truth. And I think like, I think, so I think there's like a kind of existential question for the Democrats that, that obviously speaks to lots of other pockets of, of society, but is like, Hey, do you want to empower a vehicle for misinformation and disinformation that very often levels lies and mistruths and and um you know just outright sort of like uh hate inducing bullshit like do you want to allow that to continue to be mobilized by the right wing and by even more extreme groups than you know the regular right wing um or do you want to do you want to clip its wings somehow and i think like i i just and i think also for humanity of course its wings should be clipped um but but I think that for them, if they don't, it's like it's like how do you fight that? I mean, they're they're. I mean, the reality is, seventy two million people in this country voted for Donald Trump. Seventy two million people walked into a a voting you know polling place or walked into uh, you know or got the mail in ballot or whatever, and were like, "That's the guy I want to follow, and that's the guy I want to listen to." And like, uh, the the that platform is just a megaphone for that for that kind of stuff and it's ter- it probably converted people who were moderates into extremists 
because of the lies. And so, like, I think you got it when they t- think about it, it's actually a moderate should be a moderate goal. If you're a Democrat that believes in and maybe I'm rambling here, but if you're a Democrat that believes in your ability to get these middle voters that sometimes vote Democrat, sometimes vote Republican or these independents who are like, I don't know, you know, I'm an issues voter or whatever, whatever they believe. No, of course. But if you believe that and you're a moderate, then you may look at a machine that turns moderates into extremists and say, uh, we got to we got to we got to break that machine. We got to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think so. It's less of even about like good policy. If you just take away, go to the most craven basic politics of this thing. I don't think Facebook is good for Democrats. And I think for Republicans, it's a massive vehicle of lies and misinformation that has polluted, absolutely polluted their uh, their base and their voters and whatever the Republican Party stood for, which was like garbage. But it wasn't this level of garbage is, you know, unprecedented in human history. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how many people, uh, as often happens, some sort of overcorrection crisis, how many people distance themselves in the wake of uh, the last four years from that particular shade of republicanism? You know, I still like people who go, okay, they start coming to their senses because this guy's no longer yelling at them 24 seven. Absolutely. There are some who look, I understand why you would support Trump in all manner of horrors if you can continue to stack courts and if you can continue to drive Republican agendas that, you know, extend beyond anyone's particular term. I understand the virtue of, uh, you know, not impeaching him, even when there are so many other obvious reasons why you might want to. But when he's no longer in power, it becomes a little bit more difficult if you are, a, you know, if you are a, a, dare I say, a more reasonable voter to say, well, to, to hang on to that kind of uh, those extreme right. uh, fringe views, particularly when the broader climate, you know, has hopefully will shift somewhat, uh, you know, in a year's time when maybe we aren't talking about the president for three days in a row. See, but when the Facebook machine still exists, I'll say this as someone who's very interested in in cults and who, and I, and I mean, this is like a serious, like academic thing. I, for a long time thought I might go into cult psychology when I went to college because I'm so fascinated with it. And through my adulthood, I've like studied it is people who leave cults are extremely susceptible to getting into a new cult in the way that people who, who are dealing with addiction are extremely susceptible to getting addicted to something else. And if Facebook exists, which is basically all the tools you need to get into another addiction, um, it's another dealer. Um, someone else is going to take advantage of all these ex-QAnon, ex-Trump people. And I think we need to break the wheel now. And mm. um, if we don't, we're staring down the barrel of something far more chaotic and far more intentional than the Trump phenomena. And I would especially say, not just to Democratic politicians or to regular people, but to people who work at Facebook, you're not going to change it from the inside. Like, I've seen so many people say oh well you know i i don't agree with it but i you know i want to change the culture from the inside i want to be an agent of good i want to be in the room where the decisions are made it's not happening it hasn't happened your belly aching has done nothing um please leave your jobs the tech center (laughs) sector has a lot of other jobs millions of people are going to want to work with someone millions will want to work with someone who used to work at facebook and you can go be a whistleblower or something or go talk to a journalist and 
actually try to pressure the company uh, in a way that might make an impact. Yeah, but I think, but I think that there there can be regulatory pressure that works. There, it has it worked before, and it will work again. I mean, the, it's yes, change needs to come from inside of Facebook. I think there needs to be leadership change. I personally think, like, at some point, you have to go. We can be very, very. I mean, at what point does the profit um, become? a secondary story to the damage that you're doing to the world. I mean, it's, you have to be, it's, I mean, I know that, I know that they're investors and their board and every, and everybody who works there. I, I know we can th- be as cynical as possible and think like you really only care about making money, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that there are, that every single person who makes money off of Facebook is like, I don't care what they have to do to make the money because then you're on board for like, let's kill children. Let's traffic people. Let, I mean, like, what does it matter? You know what I mean? Like, there are there are people who have material connection, monetary connection to that company um, that don't want it to be the way it is. And I just think, like, sure. with, and there's with also Mark Peter Zuckerberg, Thiel's. I think with, yeah, there is a Peter Thiel. And I don't know how many people are more, I don't know how many people on the Facebook board are, are more or less like Peter Thiel. But if they're all Peter Thiel, that's pretty fucking scary. Um, but I have to believe there are people who've invested time and money into that thing and want to see it do some good. And I don't know. At some point, you have to start looking at Zuckerberg and saying, and maybe this is not even a possibility, but it's like, you know what? Maybe take a step back and let somebody who has a different type of experience with a different set of values come in and help steer the ship. Because I think Facebook can still be an unbelievable ad platform and an unbelievable communication platform without all of that garbage. And it's like, you know, if it can't, then we should then it should be abandoned by its users than anybody with a with a shred of sense and i've been like honestly i and we probably talked about this before i have a facebook account the only reason i keep it right now is cuz it's like attached to like business accounts work. that we have yeah, like, same. like like websites that you know for better sure. or worse your website needs to be on facebook um it just like it needs to be able to function also for journalists especially tech journalists facebook is a is a, is a huge tool. It just is. It's a great yeah. giant but, uh, address book. But if I were, I if I were a person who's, if I were a person whose job wasn't like fundamentally linked literally and figuratively to like social networks and Facebook, I would, I would get off that shit so fast. It wouldn't even, it would, your head would spin. It wouldn't even be a question. Uh, like, so I, for the second or third time, I uh, deactivated my account last week and I'm now in oh, really? the, the phase of waiting for it to be perma deleted. I mean, I haven't looked uh, at it in, I haven't looked at it in, I mean, I just don't look at it every time. Anytime I need to like authenticate something because I use my Facebook, you know, auth or whatever, it opens the app and I'm like, because I, I, there's very few things that I've done that with. They're usually like services I don't care about at all. And I'm like, but I open the app and I'm like, immediately want to close it like i don't even want to explore it i don't even want to see what's in there it just is like the whole thing to me is just well actually increasing it's also just like angry old people for the most part at least like the the most engaged users i see on mine are like aged family and friends of uh you know and friends families and this is why i've just i've been meaning to sort of delete it for ages i get no use out of it i find that twitter is the more useful medium for for story generation or reaching out to people um, and the one that I actually sort of engage with, but you know, the platform itself is just, I mean, I would really like in an ideal world to get rid of WhatsApp and Instagram too, but WhatsApp remains extremely popular in Africa and Europe. And I have a lot of people who communicate with me there rather than say signal. 
Uh, Instagram yeah. I've removed from my phone so that I never look at it, mostly because I find the Instagram desktop experience is much better. You don't have, you know, you don't get uh, the stories pushed on you as aggressively and you don't get um, the shopping yeah, is removed. You don't get all you don't the get mall the, stuff. You don't get the adverts. Exactly. And, you know, this is where I worry actually looking at Twitter and, and the fleets is it's this Ugh. this uh, all services tending towards the same zero sum game of offering exactly the same uh, things I find very disheartening. But but Facebook, you know, there's just uh, I haven't had value out of it in in so long. Um, plus the fact that I just don't, I just don't want to be connected to that platform anymore. All I yeah. ever use it for is to look at my old high school nemesis, nemeses, whatever the pro of nemesis, nemesis is, nemesis, yeah. uh, and, and <laughs> try to feel smug. And you know, that's not yeah. a noble pursuit. Does that work? I don't, I, I do that at like four or five in the morning. Oh, really? Oh, if, if you saw some of the cretins I went to high school with. Yeah. Yeah. It works. <laughs> it works great. You see how many teeth they lost, and you feel amazing. <laughs> see, this is like a connection I had. Don't have it all. To I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like. To be honest with you. <laughs> oh, that's to, right, because you skipped the high school experience. I did not really go to high school, and so and I'm Wait, actually what, what what were you? What do you mean you didn't go to high school? Were you homeschooled? Not really. No. Were I, you in I a dro- cult? No, yeah. I dropped. I dropped out in like ninth grade. <laughs> Okay. Josh said, I'm not going to finish school. I'm going to go be a very popular DJ and then start a wildly successful tech site. And I, I respect that choice because <laughs> frankly, it was given the option. And I was true. popular in high school. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I made my parents very unhappy. And keep God, in mind, I can like, only imagine. Oh, I'm no, just very trying unhappy. to imagine and, being and, your and just to be clear, Just to be clear, like I'm not from like a wealthy family. I mean, a lot of people who do, can do that are like, they're like, well, I'll never have to worry about money in my life, so who cares? My mom's like a school teacher. My dad sold like snack food, like for a living. Like he went to like convenience store to convenience store selling like beef jerky. Um, uh, and uh, so we're not, we, yeah, no. Anyhow, that's a whole other. That's a yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, topic. I didn't mean to I mean, derail this. But no, you know, no, I derailed. Found I derailed out okay. I, I was <laughs> just saying, like, because I'm thinking about like who I would go on. Like people I knew, like at raves when I was like in my teens. Like I'm just trying to think of Josh, why I, anyone you hated, anyone who made you no, feel bad about yourself. You that's can go like on everybody, there, and the best that's, that's version the, of them <laughs> is still shitty. And that's the Facebook. whole world. That's it's the whole so world. Good. No, that's interesting. Actually, actually, now you're giving me an idea, like a good idea of what to do with Facebook. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I hadn't thought of it, but like, yeah, there were definitely people that I'd love to like yeah, check that out. Cousin now, who is such yeah. a dick to you, go on there and see how ugly her kid is. No, we have. I actually all our, all the cousins. Cousins of my family have a great relationship. Oh, well, that's nice for you. <laughs> that's good. No, anyway, the, no, this is the no, point, though. If the best you a... could hope for out of Facebook is that yeah. it makes you feel better about your life versus other people's lives, this is not a service that we need in a time yeah. like this. This is not adding value to us. It, it doesn't feel essential. I'll put it. Let's put it that way. I mean, like, I do think I do think we're going to swing back. I do. I think to some extent. Um, We've talked about this a lot, Ryan. I'm probably, and Craig, we've probably talked about it too. But like, I think that, you know, the TikTok generation has a totally different relationship with social media. I think Instagram is increasingly a – is people are like aging out of, of Instagram. I mean, I think there's like a, a – an, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, I do TikTok – but I'm not going to be on Instagram. Yeah, and I'm the, sorry. The whole millennial, like, I'm an influencer. This is my best life. I'm going to make you, like, yeah. jealous thing is so cornball and so old. And I think everything I see from people, like, either my age or younger, especially younger, is the, like, 
I'm just going to be ironically detached and post like shit post memes and not even attach my name to any of these accounts or like I'll just stand Nicki Minaj ironically. And like that to me, it's like you still get the fun of being on social media and like it's still like you get to do something with it and interact with it and you know who your friends are on there and if you need to reach out to them, you could. But for the most part, it's not as high stakes as being like, here's my official opinion of this uh, fracking thing. And it's like, you know... You know, Karen, you you work in a, in in accounting. We don't need your official political stance, and you don't need to take the chance of getting ca- canceled because you took a fracking stance. Like w- it, it, everyone in my age or older, um, treats it like it's their PR like press release, and they treat it like it's like it's a PR venue for them and an official yeah. like their yeah. official documentation of their life. And like nobody cares, babe. <laughs> nobody yeah. cares. You're just putting I, yourself at risk. I agree. I think. Um... I think uh, it is kind of weird that we were like, let's let's give everybody a forum for this broadcasting very personal and passionate beliefs. You know, it's like it's like it's funny because the joke about things like Twitter used to be, you know, I don't want to see people on Instagram. Like, I don't want people to be like sharing their lunch. And now I'm like, I don't know, man. I'd love to see people. Share yeah, that's that's all lunch. I want. Like, I want the mundane. Yeah, I want I want to see a SpongeBob meme about your lunch, and that's it. Because <laughs> it's like because it's like because what I really don't want to hear is like, uh, what you think about voting security in America, unless you're like, unless you're a voting security expert. And even then, I I kind of don't want to hear it. But like, and frankly, <laughs> I don't need to see Jake from fucking uh from a party I went to eight years ago show his abs and say like, here's my thoughts on Ted Cruz. Like, yeah. just show i don't think i i don't think i have that problem but um on my feed but i will say it's funny you just reminded me though of like i definitely have a few not a few probably more than a few on like facebook of people who were like we met at a bar and we should be facebook friends like when facebook was a when everybody was kind of like find me on facebook you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like there was a period where that was like a normal thing i just i should go back and find those people because like i didn't even know them there's like people I bet for like we like had drinks for two hours. You know, it's like you're sitting next to them at the bar or whatever. And you're like, this is my you best strike friend up a forever. conversation. Yeah, I remember one time we went out, one of Laura's friends came here. We went out. We're like, she's like, I want to go dancing. And we're like, okay. And we ended up going to this place in Williamsburg that was like there were like 10 people there. It was it was like a Wednesday or something or a Tuesday. <laughs> and, and we had a really good time. We met these people there and it was like, let's be Facebook friends. And like every once in a while I'll get a notification. And I'm like, who? is this I'm like oh yeah oh yeah person i met one time for two hours at a bar that's a long lasting <laughs> permanent relationship only interesting to me because i have of an instagram hours i follow one instagram i have one instagram follow who's a dude that um was an uber driver who uh drove me and laura somewhere and he he was like telling me about like his he was like gonna be an entrepreneur and i was like i'll follow you and so you so you didn't business. add our, our Uber driver from CES, Josh. She was telling us about how she carries a gun, and of course she carries a gun because oh, yeah. where she came from, you used to give the kid, the oldest kid, the gun in case there Wait. was any trouble was while I you were out in, working your was second I in job. The car? Was you I were in the absolutely, car? <laughs> you were absolutely. I think she was from North Carolina, and she was like, "Well, you you asked her if she was packing heat." She oh said, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, this is Las Vegas, and I'm a, a female Uber driver. Damn oh, yeah. straight, I'm armed. Oh yeah, that um, was. A, I remember that sort of. I mean, we were going between bars, though, right? Just to be clear, like <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and then there was the suggestion that perhaps we might want to connect on social media. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I was 
Well, you know. Okay, I don't remember that part, but I. Uh, oh man, CES, the memories. Do you know? I remember going to real things in real the places. Memories. You're lucky to have them. Which is part <laughs> of what Facebook used to be useful too. For I used to love Facebook because when I traveled, it would be the way people would message you. They'd be like, "Oh, right. I see you're in Berlin," and then they would send you a message on Messenger, or they would invite you to parties. And then you, if you weren't on it, you wouldn't get invited to things because people would be like, "Well, you know, I put the invite on on Facebook, so if you didn't know about it, you know, it's not really my fault." Unfortunately, I feel maybe I've just aged out of this. That that's mm. changed. Now it's like people in well, people don't invite you to anything because that's deeply irresponsible. But one day when people are inviting us to things again, they'll just you know they just send you a I don't know a, a, a yeah. message exactly. No, you don't know. What I have right. been saying for many years, and I'm sure I've said this on the show. And I, I, you know, I, am I always right? No, but when I am, I will harp on it. <laughs> not always, but not, not, when you're right, you're really right. But when yeah, I'm yeah. right, I will harp on it and remind you. <laughs> I think that Facebook's next evolution should be into an open protocol, the way that email and SMS are, and anything else is never. Ne- it's always going to devolve into complete chaos. It's always going to devolve into um, abuse because. You know, like Gmail is a great experience because Google is incentivized to try a default email app and it has other competitors who are also trying to do the same thing. And so if events and like yes, no, maybes to parties or if, you know, uh, photo feeds or whatever were open protocols, then you would be able to pick the app that you thought was serving your needs the best and you could drop whoever was creating right wing abuse cults, you know, like, I, yeah, I. I I, I know I mean, that I don't that's see, not likely, but I'm I saying in an ideal world, that's that's how you would preserve those things. Uh, yeah, I don't see Facebook doing anything that's like open. I mean, I think that they're just well, going I to become. Well, I don't mean Facebook themselves. I meant like the idea of a Facebook. <sighs> oh, sure. Yeah, I know. I think. Well, but I think the destiny for that business is it's just going to continue to be filled with old people who are sharing crackpot theories. And it will be like, you know, it'll be somewhat like the way email has become and a lot like most of my email is spam that i ignore the vast majority of email i get is stuff that i ignore uh it goes into a folder somewhere and i never see it and i think that like facebook will be like the it'll be the email of the internet the future of you it's like the spam email it's like the spam email of all spanning the entire internet like all of the ways well, that you could experience spam let's talk about the entire internet Let's um, do it. Let's there's do. There's another story that is pissing me off um, <laughs> and I'm sure is going to piss Tony off. Uh, Comcast is about to introduce an internet data cap for the, your entire internet, um, which yeah. is a new concept to Americans uh, across the Northeast um, in addition to the uh, – uh, I think it was 27 out of 39 states in which it operated um, that it it had expanded this and now it will um, introduce it across the Northeast where Mm -hmm. all your data will have to be less than 1.2 terabytes a month, which sounds like a lot. But if you think about Netflix and Zoom and listening to music and anything else you might be doing, and if it's not just you in a studio apartment, but in fact a large family, you hit that cap real fast um, yeah well it's, now, it's kind of insane that that literally everybody's like 4k 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 4 it's like all 4k streaming is oh, so much google stadia the, google's like just stream your games <laughs> yeah. what <laughs> right it's like game yeah. streaming and 4k video and the new consoles and now all of a sudden you know we're downloading massive like 
80 meg, 80 oh, gigabyte games. It's just a 250 gigabyte update to Call of Duty. What, what do you, it's not that big a deal. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do believe, I mean, I'm sure there's just such a bad time to do this. Let, let's just say they have a legitimate business reason and they and that 99% of their customers or what's the number? 95% of their customers, they say, don't ever go over the limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say that's all true. But at this moment, when everybody's literally trapped at home because of a pandemic, why would you be like right now? I mean, yes, okay, I get you have a captive audience, but it just feels like why don't you wait a few months till like at least the vaccines start making their way out there? Because like people are, I mean, Ryan, you mentioned this, like people are homeschooling multiple kids. You're like, you have to watch enter all your entertainment at home. You have to basically stay at home and use like your internet for lots of different things. Like for work. Why why yeah, for work, for play, for communication, for everything. Why at this moment? Why here at this moment? You know moment, why. Right you before why. right before the holidays. Shareholder growth, baby. Right before Hanukkah, when which everybody's waiting for. Great Hanukkah excited zooms. about. Yeah. <laughs> now you're screwing everybody. I, I will also point out that all of this wouldn't be so bad and it wouldn't smack so hard in the way that it didn't when uh, mobile carriers said that they were doing away with unlimited data years ago. Because guess what? Market forces forced them to bring back unlimited data because Sprint said, well, the thing that will differentiate our crappy service will be that you can have as much of it as you want. And then everybody had to fall into line and try to compete with that. It, it, Comcast is both government sur- subsidized you paid for comcast to be in your roads and to have a link up to your house in the way that you pay for a lot of pharmaceuticals um to be researched and then a private company gets to reap all the profits from it and on top of it is a monopoly comcast is probably a monopoly if you're listening to this and you use comcast it's probably because it's a monopoly most people do not have the luxury of choosing between multiple high speed internet providers this is true well, and as usual, I, if, if I, your I, only option is Comcast and your only option, they could price gouge whatever they want as long as they don't raise the hackles of the legislators. The only people at that point that Comcast is trying to not piss off are senators. And that's it. Well, and yeah. as usual, if well, you live in uh, rural America or you live somewhere where there really is the only Comcast is the, the only show in town, you really have no choice and get the short end. Of the stick again, but this lack of uh, and you paid option, for the right to be screwed like that. You paid your tax dollars, right? Right, previously for that subsidized to exist. Yeah, I I live in Brooklyn, which I don't consider especially rural, and even I only have one choice of internet provider. It's Optimum or a mobile something. Uh, yeah, there is there is no choice whatsoever. Um, so I can only imagine if you live somewhere where uh, Comcast is is the only 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 option. Um, I mean, it's not like you can you can hold hold out hope and be like, well, you know, it's fine. I'm sure I'm going to have uncapped 5G to take the pressure off anytime soon because, uh, you know, that's not going to roll out to outlying areas, right? And even if it does, 5G, it, there's only so much spectrum and only so many companies can own those spe- that spectrum. So it's already limited, like just by the laws of physics. So at that yeah. point... We like I don't understand why the U.S. I mean, I do understand because, you know, uh, money is in politics, but uh, the U.S. should have a system similar to the U.K. where up until the last mile, it's a common carrier. And then it's on like there's little shacks and, 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 and at the end of that of the giant 
pipeline, there is a wire that the one company can decide to run from the shack to your place. And then you can, you know, decide who you want to run that wire. And then they can all compete with each other. But the issue here is that, like, we don't have that. Like, it's not like... Um, the power company where it's a utility and then you can choose your power company and they're using the common cables. It is just, you know, they own all the cables that you free market, baby. That's the free market. I don't understand your problem with it. (laughs) It's how it works. Okay. Uh, You put the cable down there and then everybody got to use your cable. What's the issue? Use your service. I don't know why it's funny. (laughs) I mean, if these companies had had it their way, there are so many things that people love that would just simply not exist. Do you know if how they had it their way? We would have television and cable, and that's it. <laughs> and we would be paying. There would literally be there would be thirteen. There would be like thirteen channels, or whatever there used to be, and like NBC uh, Red, NBC Blue, NBC Yellow, NBC Green. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like it's just exactly. Uh, anyhow, no, it's a nightmare. I do think. I mean, I recall. And the funny thing is, you forget when you get good service because I have FiOS now which is mostly great and, you know, of, of course, run by the biggest bastard of all of the providers. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're like, I'm like, oh, it's so good. Like, you know, whatever. Like, we're all set here. No complaints. And yet, I remember being in Brooklyn and only having Time Warner. That was my only option, Time Warner Cable. They may have, maybe they have expanded at this point, but I don't know. And it was, like, so bad. At one point, I was like, I'm getting rid of this and I'm going to get a, a dish like in Brooklyn, I'm gonna get a dish because <laughs> oh my because this this Beautiful. TV the TV service was so bad and I just like I hated the company so much. I was like, yeah, I can't remember, but that was also a horrible decision. But the point is, but you know I what tried a great it. TV service is? You know what a wonderful TV service is? YouTube TV, but mm, it's because there's it different though? competitors. I here's what I think: any service that carries uh, OANN. Or Newsmax, or the Scientology Should, Network. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, if I if I if I ran one of these carriers and, and I was like, oh, there's a channel that's on TV every day that is just sharing demonstrable lies as couched as news as misinformation. You know, we talk about Facebook a lot. Not to completely deviate this conversation from where we were, but like we talk about Facebook a lot and all this like moderation. Why don't they control this? And why don't they, you know, stop lies from spreading? But there are literally like tens of millions hundreds of millions of homes in this country that get these channels and the carriers the, sorry the, the the providers assume no responsibility whatsoever like i mean it's look way, at sinclair it's, it's way worse well sinclair is an entire network of built on this kind of like right-wing bullshit but i'm saying that like newsmax and oann and rt like russia today these are like they are carrying like the kinds of things that get on Facebook now and on Twitter, the tag that's like, this is disputed or this is a lie or this is not, you know, based in reality or whatever the fuck they get. And that's so their entire existence. Yeah. Yeah. But it's their entire existence. It's their entire existence. And you have to wonder, you know, what's the benefit? I understand. I mean, yeah, your customers, some customers may be pissed off, but, but also again, you're stopping the spread of lies that are creating like truly making people like, lose their minds like they're, insane they're, like mental they're like, illness they're actually creating mental you're illness spreading disease yeah like 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 by not by not having an agreed upon set of and we, by the way it's fine if you have a difference of opinions or you say well science says this and then somebody says well there's a scientist that says this you can have a conversation about that we're i'm not talking about those kinds of things like you know there's like studies show different things i'm talking about like stuff that's like not true 
Like, does like, chocolate make you lose weight? Uh, like, I don't know. This study said that people who had chocolate, you know what I mean? We're like, talking about people who are like, uh, uh, there's a deep state that has a, that, and, and they steal hun- hundreds of millions of children so they can use their pituitary glands to keep Hillary Clinton young. Yeah. Like, that's like not <laughs> happening. I don't, yeah. I, it's not, it's not, that's not happening. But no, it's even the f- election stuff. It's like widespread election fraud. All these stations are like, there's widespread fraud. The vote was stolen from Trump. All this stuff. It's like, there's no, not a single shred anywhere, not a drop of evidence to support that. And it is truly fucking up this country. Anyhow, so like, you know, you talk about this lock in, but I also think let's let make these people, let's make them more, uh, they should answer more to the consumer and they should answer more to our government about how they, how they, uh, how those, by the way, speaking of net neutrality, this is a place where, you know, there are, net neutrality has been absolutely destroyed during the Trump era. And there are this is a kind of question about throttling that would come up in a net neutrality conversation. You know, when you throttle, potentially you are not only making the experience worse for consumers, but you're also making it harder for competitors. I mean, but but that's the point. You've got to force it. You've got to force it with regulation. The problem is you can't. There's no carrot. It's got to be stick. You've got to say, well, like for coverage or for internet speeds, you've got to say you need to. If you want to continue to have a license, if you want access to 5G spectrum, if you want to be able to offer fixed line internet connectivity, you need to provide 98% population coverage at a minimum speed of 20 megabits a second. Or something. You need to make these rules that are like, if you don't hit these targets, we hit you with a. Uh, you know, a, a billion dollar, that's never enough, a $10 billion or a $100 billion fine. Um, it's got to be punitive because that's the only thing the market, these sorts of markets understand. Otherwise, poor people in Nowheresville are always going to have shit internet. Well, that's, there's a reason why our internet coverage is in this country is spotty and often slow. I mean, comparatively to other countries. I mean, I, you know this. I mean, I actually don't know what it's like in South Africa. I was going to ask. I've been, I've been waiting <laughs> well, for the, a moment to ask. Well, what's the internet situation? <laughs> well, so here's a prime example. I mean, it was like you mentioned with your Fios connection. Uh, for the last couple of years that I lived there, I lived in a neighborhood that had fiber internet, and you could choose between anything from five megabits a second to a gigabit line, um, assuming you could afford it. And say you could get a really solid, like a 200 meg line, for the equivalent of, I don't know, $30 a month or $40 a month, which comparatively was a lot of money. But the point was, if you lived in the right mm, neighborhoods, I mean, you could get good, you could get great internet if you lived in the right neighborhoods. But well, if that's you like here, yeah, if you lived anywhere else and it didn't have to even be anywhere else, you know, uh, like deep rural for a long time, I, the neighborhood I lived in had great internet, uh, 10 miles away, my mother's neighborhood had, uh, still had ADSL lines. You know, the best you could get was was a copper connection. Um, so it, it was the same kind of thing. You know, the right neighborhoods, great coverage, um, great connectivity. Uh, everywhere else, good luck. And then the added uh, sort of uh, crippling uh, punishment that if you could only live on mobile, well, basically you were screwed because the cost of mobile data is insane and there is no option you can get an un- unlimited and in inverted commas package you can get like an unlimited with a fair use of say 30 gigs a month uh, but it costs you a hundred dollars and a hundred dollars is a lot of money in south african terms um so i mean that's how yeah. it was when i was in australia it was you know the 
actual internet was so capped because there is one line that connects all of Australia to the internet. There is one cable. And sometimes that cable, something would happen and you just wouldn't have internet. Um, and that's an, a, a nation as large, larger than the US. A nation with the same, that a nation the same size width-wise as the moon had one cable. So it was very frustrating and expensive. But then mobile data, I mean, that was absolutely comical, absolutely insane. And yet I had more choices on the table for providers um, with that tiny limited amount. They were working harder to try to bring me good options than we have in the U.S., which has enormous infrastructure, like couldn't have more infrastructure, invented the telephone. Mm. And um, (laughs) I don't have as many options here. And it's very frustrating because, you know, we have Fios at our new building, but at the current building, we were told by the Fios people that it's up to the people who own our building to make an appointment and do some stuff. And they didn't really want to do it because it was going to cost them some stuff overhead and the city wasn't incentivizing it. And it's this whole thing where like, all right, well, I guess I just have this one crappy provider and I have to pay them because not only before COVID, but um, after COVID, I all my work is digital and I have to move large video files. And so at that point, it's just the cost of doing business. And with this kind of like captive audience, I mean, it just it opens people up to abuse. And I think we need to take very seriously like i think during the obama years we thought that like tech was just going to solve everything by virtue of being new um we need to take very seriously um political technological issues and start regulating these companies because we now know that these companies are just like every other capitalist company and they're going to screw you if given the option and we've seen what banks do and they're going to do what banks do and so we have to it's on us to make sure that we regulate them the way that we've regulated, you know, automakers and the way that we've regulated other industries into being responsible members of society. And regulation doesn't have to mean uh, communist. And it doesn't have to be something bad. Like, guess what? If if the auto industry hadn't been regulated, I, I guarantee you most automakers would probably be in a worse position. There would be one who is in a great position. Ford would probably be doing great. Um, in right, our, The one like, who likes seatbelts. Yes, but the rest of them wouldn't exist. And so, yes, is the medicine tough, to quote Margaret Thatcher? It is. But guess what? You have to fucking take it, and and it'll be good for everybody on the other side of this. All the tech companies will be very, very, very prosperous. I guarantee you. Here's the thing. The the companies we're talking about, you'd be wondering if you were like, wow, these alien companies, you know, listen – we don't want to regulate them out of business, Ryan. Okay, absolutely. Do I mean, we? they're suffering. These uh, little lemonade <laughs> no, stands. They, on the these corner. companies are these companies are quarter after quarter. Particularly, I mean, you talk about record profits. These the carriers and the providers quarter after quarter record profits. Destroying profits. You understand? They're making a lot of money. Okay, they don't. It's it's not it's not. But it's not preordained. That they get to just do whatever they want and make as much money as possible because that's good for their business. I mean, you got to think about the long game. This country is like this country is truly has problems with thinking of the long game at this point. It's become so abstract to people in America that they can't go to your point. What's better in the long run? You know, 
like what actually will be better for the country? How can we be a stronger nation? How can we have more companies like Apple uh, spring up here? How can we take on the the rest of the world and continue to innovate and and to make the quality of life here better? All this shit. And it's like it's like I'm sorry. Like what is the end? Like a scorched earth where Jesus comes back? Like I don't know who really believes it. I don't know, but none of these Republican politicians do. Maybe a few really dumb ones, but like no one believes that the rapture is coming. It's like we're stuck here, and it's like yeah, I guess we could do like whatever. I assume at the the per it's in one of the purge movies. Eventually, there's like a community of rich people with a huge wall around their like purge free houses or something. I guess that could be the way it's going to work out if you think so. But also maybe the flip side is like this country got where it was going in the first place because we were actually doing a lot of like socialist projects like we, we, projects we, what we were doing was we were sitting down and saying thoughtfully what uh, we uh, to prevent the kind of disasters that we've seen what can we do to like build a better society to be that great shining city on a hill what do you do to build a city on a hill well you're going to need a city you're going to need a hill <laughs> you're going to have to start building things and in order to create that great society, in order to create, to foster a middle class, it's not just going to be a winner takes all a slave situation. We're going to yeah. have to say certain things are illegal. You can't have slavery. You can't abuse workers. You can't feed people rotten meat. You know what I mean? You have to clean air. You have to clean the water. It, 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 I mean, these are... I, these are all American ideas. Like, I don't yeah. understand what's yeah. un-American about saying we need to have competition in the marketplace or we'll have a situation we had with steel or railroads, which Americans rejected. So let's reject it when it comes to information and fiber. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I got to say, also, I mean, again, I'm not sure. The craziest – one of the craziest things about the Trump era is that it got us all – starting to have these conversations that like just were so completely uh over like and not even over but like you would even considering the having the conversation where you'd be like that's you took not things even for granted you would say well we let's took care for... about other people's children because children are important in the trump era it's like fuck your kids my kids are more important and if well, your kids succeed my kids fail which well, it doesn't even make sense i mean i also also like I definitely had moments where I mean I'll admit I had moments where when all of the I mean as this crazy stuff has been going on and the and that like a real fascist like a real fascist wave has been kind of like rising amongst Republicans like they really want a dictator and they really seem to be saying like being against fascism is wrong and being for fascism is good and like trying to kind of turn it all around I start, I did have like occasionally a fleeting thought where it's like Wait, did we arrange – has society – have I made an assumption that society will be arranged in this progressive manner where people are you know, trying to be better to each other and more accepting and more open and more – and you know, want to push like the ideals of like more education and healthcare for everyone and t- taking care of your neighbor and all the stuff that I think leads to like progression in humanity? Have I – is it just some weird lie that's been fed to me that that's the way society should organize itself? And is it possible – that actually the way that we're ultimately going to really be organized is around this like Nazi kind of fashion, like, you know, might makes right strong man reality where like, it's like, Oh yeah, that's the order of things now that like you're, if you can be beaten with a club and like, that's, 
the way society is now going to actually be arranged. And perhaps all of this other stuff was like an anomalous moment in uh, human history where things were getting better. And like it actually like there were moments where I legitimately was like, oh, like maybe everything that I perceive as being good and right is just like a mistake. And we're actually going, that's the way society is supposed to be. Not like I endorse it, just like. Just you've got a confirmation weird... bias that you, you've been blinded to it by your right. and so, snowflake right. uh, upbringing. Yes. And... Yeah, it's yes. Liberal, it was the liberal um, globalist, uh, what, are, what are the other scare words, was, was, was a society of people where we cared about each other and we were trying to work towards higher ideals, an aberration because of certain circumstances, or is that actually where humanity will trend as we get more capable and technologically proficient and intelligent? And I I still don't really know. I think we need to, like... Well- we have to believe in something better, or why else keep do we keep living? Like I'm just saying. To. No, we I'm have just saying. To I to believe something better. No, to be clear, I, I, I don't. I think that the progressive stuff is correct. I think that that's the that's the arc of of humanity and history is to is to us being better, not like stronger, not being like like stronger than other people. I actually believe wholeheartedly that that is the correct path for humanity to take i'm saying that like these people got the conversation to a point where where i did have a fleeting that fleeting moment of questioning it and it's like that 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 i could even have a moment of questioning is so it's such a weird scary thing to me but it's like but why are we even fucking having these conversations why are we even questioning it's like it's it's such a broken worldview and they've but they've been able to express it so broadly and so constantly that it's like it's now sitting in the back of our brains and like we have to there has to be some way to cleanse that there has to be some way to to erase it not erase it maybe to to move through it you know i mean like it's everyone it's, just needs to take psychedelics in the desert and talk it out I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. But preferably not all all at once, I think, and and leave the guns at home. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Well, no, I mean, but that's, I don't know, man. I mean, some people have been, you know, they've just been hardwired into this stuff. And it's like, I really don't, we are, it's like two, it's like we're really having um, two very different realities at at once. And, uh, you know, it is enough to make you feel crazy sometimes. It is enough to make you go like, wait, maybe I'm the crazy person. Oh, try explaining to your relatives that you voluntarily moved to America during the end of the Trump administration because you <laughs> thought that was really going to improve your odds of a good life. I mean, what do um, I mean? Yeah, what do they think? What do they say about America? Well, you know, I mean, it depends. It depends who you speak to and which particular fringe they are uh, plugged into. Uh, I speak to some people. I have one friend in particular I think of who lives in. He lives in that bastion of civilized society called New Zealand. Uh, and oh, and I... God. My best friend from childhood moved to New Zealand like months before COVID. And he was supposed to just work there for a few months and come home. It was going to be his eat, pray, love moment. And I swear to God, every time I see him in his smug little self at a club <laughs> or at a restaurant, I I, I, I want to throttle him. I want to destroy him. How dare he? Sorry. I had to get that wow. out. No, no. Wow. That's me. Well, every time I speak to this guy, he's like, yeah, so uh, America, hey? Hmm. Good luck with that. Um, and he is extremely going to go to a Jacinda rally. <laughs> He's extremely dismissive. Then I have other people who are like, "Well, you know, 
at least you move to to one of the coasts. Um, <laughs> so yeah. there's that. And then I have, uh, like most South African, like most, uh, I guess, Caucasian South Africans of a certain age, I have some family in Australia. Uh, and they too, of course, are like, well, yeah, it's not Australia, but uh, I guess it'll do. <laughs> Um, they're pretty, they're pretty mixed reactions. I mean, some people think it's, it's wild. And then there are other people and, and perhaps I think Americans should continue to take comfort from this. There are a lot of people, particularly my younger, like nieces and nephews and so on, who continue to think that this is absolutely the coolest thing ever. You know, there is still this notion of, uh, America being the land of milk and honey and the land of plenty. And that, uh, there is still an aura about it, despite, the insanity the, of, the, greatest, of the last years. America's greatest resource is insisting that it is the main character of the world. <laughs> it is fully believing with full confidence that the entire world is a romantic comedy and it's just on its bicycle with a baguette riding down the street. Um, <sighs> One of my wife and my biggest issues is trying to figure out, like we were like, well, we would really like to imbue our children with that unbridled, often irrational confidence and self-belief that seems to permeate permeate uh, americans uh, we would oh, like yeah. to do that without the without the uh attendant blind spots i think it's i mean based on having a kid here through the trump years first off i mean kudos to her school for really like they really downplayed the trump i mean they don't talk about politics at a school for you know five-year-olds but um <laughs> but you know like, I think for a while they kind of held off on even putting up the new president count, like the president chart. You know, they have when she started there, you know, Obama was uh, was uh, still president. And so um, for for a little while, at least at any rate, uh, the um, but it's yeah, I think you could. She has I mean, Zelda has an incredible amount of self-confidence uh, and definitely thinks, you know, she's going to take on the world and loves America, loves right. America. I mean, she's so she's so patriotic. Sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I think like she might be MAGA. Like, I'm not really. It's over the top. <laughs> you know, no. Zelda like is like pro-American. You know, she has an American flag in her bedroom and, uh, you know, loves like the loves American history and loves hearing about, you know, the stuff that kids learn about. Obviously, she hasn't it's, heard the it's really one of the things you yet. do best, though. Hand on heart. Uh, anthem every morning. I mean, the Pledge the... of Allegiance. Yeah. No, yeah. I, don't think I mean, she, it's I don't incredible. Think they don't do the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a Thank God. Thank God. I, I <laughs> no, no, no. Sat down. It's, yeah, it's very progressive as far as that stuff is concerned. But like, they I definitely have instilled a love Pledge of America. Of allegiance at like fourth grade and never stood up again. And I, I remember everyone being like, I remember my mom being like, "How dare!" Like people were so angry with me as a child. And now I look back and I'm like, "How was no one encouraging that like spark of like fucking hatred of authority and rebellion against this like weird North Korean?" ceremony we were doing every day yeah. it's very odd yeah yeah no i mean it's yeah it's 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 crazy i mean but it's interesting it's an interesting question to think about like i mean are you do you craig i mean you're obviously you just got here uh but are you psyched about america <laughs> like how are you feeling right now <laughs> going through um, your first your first basically your first full, first full year here I will say most immigrants go one direction or the other. They're either oh, like, sure. this place has been very abusive or they like deck themselves out as Uncle Sam. Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm going to mess with you and be somewhere in the, the middle ground, I guess. Uh, let's put this way. I'm not planning to, to flee anytime soon. Um, I also looking forward to some of the advantages allegedly that there are to moving to 
uh, one of the global centers of the world when being in the global center of the world oh, yeah, means right. more than being in your apartment again. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah, you're like, let's move. You're like, let's move to New York. There's so many museums. We can go see shows. Right, greatest city in the world. The shopping. I can't wait for you to see Wicked. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the tiny apartments are totally worth it because you're going to spend so little time in them anyway. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, yes. no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm still I'm still bullish. I've got to tell you, I'm obviously more bullish in light of the events of November 3rd or, uh, if you prefer, the soon-to-be former president's <laughs> concessions to the GSA yesterday. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say November 3rd through. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here to hang around, you know. Uh, I think that there are still there are still lots of things to be excited about. I think it's uh, a particularly interesting time in American history. You like that standard curse of may you live in interesting times. Uh, it couldn't really be any more interesting. Um, yeah. Well, and, interesting is not even the right. I mean, true. Interesting is in, a loaded inter- term. Interesting is like you get a good story. This is like uh, make it stop. Mm-hmm. Interesting <laughs> is very Midwestern, right? It's like, oh, that haircut. You're so brave to wear that haircut. I could never pull that off. Uh, interesting uh, is nine eleven was interesting. Nine eleven every day. That's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, it's it's no. I mean, it's an, it's what we. It's a fucking apocalypse. Is what it is. I mean. Uh yeah sorry go ahead Craig sorry no 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 I mean I'm uh, you know well maybe I don't know maybe I'll uh, move to the Republic of California in 2024 and uh, open the input office there who knows I'm optimistic that that might still be on the cards you know so that sounds great that sounds great to me Uh, input big sir I'm a (laughs) I'm I'm a believer I'm a believer I still believe there's some some legs in this some legs in the dream it hasn't gone full (sighs) American nightmare just yet the American dream you made. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I gotta yeah. tell you, I mean, one of the things I am enjoying, and this maybe seems a little base, but uh, but it's true, and it's kind of hard, I guess, to explain to people who've forever grown up in it, is the just the like the inherent value of the dollar continues to kind of kind of surprise. Uh, the fact that consumption is something of a national pastime, and that not buying things feels like a failure of your sort of patriotism. Oh, um, it is. Is Definitely. novel, you know, because the thing is $20 and whatever that is in South African Rand, say like 350 Rand, I don't know, they're not equivalent. Um, things that are still unbelievably exciting and they're, they, they're, they're silly, but, but it's true. And things like I can buy a book, right? I can go into a bookstore with my mask on um, and I can buy a hardcover book for $20. Um, and it can be like a win purchase. You know, I don't think hard about it. I don't worry about it as a share of my my income, and I can just do that sort of thing. And that's how much just, is a book in South Africa? So double that. So forty dollars. Oh really? But not well, only is, like is the same. Price. Not only is the same book double because of import duties uh, and a reduced market, but forty dollars means eighty dollars in terms of your actual buying power. And so you don't buy books on a whim. If you buy a book, it's because you know you really, really want it. Uh, or someone you know wrote it and you want to support them. And that kind of like the ability to to just purchase things or to try new things or to have services that are readily available, like, I don't know, Google Smart Home Kit that actually works because it recognizes your location and your, you know, it's plugged into all of that stuff. I guess the novelty of that still hasn't worn off. And it's kind it's it's so <laughs> it's so dorky. 
Um, but it's so true. Cars, cars, for instance. Now we're looking at buying a car because obviously having a car in a pandemic is uh, somehow more appealing in New York than it used to be. And you can buy a secondhand eight-year-old or six-year-old SUV for like $2,000. And that mm-hmm. is inconceivable. Mm-hmm. Like you could not buy the same car. Well, we have we have too much well, of everything. That's the right, thing. Right. Yeah, and, 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 and it's so large. All, all Everything you buy is you, – you cannot purchase a one-person-sized anything. <laughs> like like the other day – like I like I say this all – I have I, I, this like phrase that always bounces around in my head, which is like – um, we have everything and so much of it. I my my parents the other day were like, they were asking me if I needed something. I was like, no. I was like, please don't buy me anything. I was like, I have everything <laughs> and four of them. Yeah, I have four sure. of them. We're, sure. we're moving. <laughs> yeah. We're moving right now, and we cannot find people to take stuff. And it feels so horrible to be like, I have you know three toasters and nobody wants them and they were all very expensive but they were gifts and I don't even know where we got them from we can't return them should we eBay them but this can take so long to do it that honestly time is money and should we just leave them on the street and someone but like, will find them but, but you <laughs> like, know but but by the way this is a tale of this is a tale in many ways of two Americas we happen to be and even you know like I I, I understand oh, that yes, like we're employed that's the difference, the difference we're employed in New York we're employed and in New York in, yeah. And in New York, and 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 if actually, you know, we work in an industry where you know we have to, to some degree, like consume things. Oh well, yeah, that I, and, is also part of our jobs. And I think, <laughs> and I think, so you know, and 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 it's like I feel. I mean, when I think about my life now versus when I thought what my life would be like when I was, you know, a teenager um, or even a young adult, like I never imagined that I would have the. Uh, you know, the luxury that I have, like I, I, like I said, my parents are, were very blue collar and like, you know, it's like, it's been increasingly possible to, to acquire and to live, to acquire many things and live in a way that's very comfortable. If you are, you know, of a certain, in a certain bracket in America, but on the flip side, it's become increasingly hard to get to that bracket. This is literally the entire you but know, also, platform of Bernie Sanders. Uh, um, that that bracket is not that high on the list of brackets. I will also point out that I would re- I would I would take my bracket not having three toasters, just having one and not being gifted them. Um, I would take that if it meant. First off, that it was easier to get here. Second, that the people who weren't in this bracket got health care. And third, that it meant that the people who were brackets ahead of me. I mean, the, we're we're talking right now as people who are probably. And maybe, I mean, no offense to whoever, to, to, to the two of you, probably still considered middle to lower middle class, even if you own a home, even if you have a retirement fund, it, on the scale of Jeff Bezos, on the scale of Kim Kardashian and the level of wealth in this country. Like, the level of wealth is so beyond what we're even talking about that we might laugh about these, like, luxuries that we do see as being excess, but the level of excess we're talking about is very different than the excess that exists really, literally, oh, on no. my block. On my block, there are people who are so wealthy beyond any imagination that I could ever have in scale. Well, what's funny, what's funny is those people are very poor by comparison to other people further down, further up the block. And probably, super, and probably super aware of it and, like... Uh, but it's and, not and a, feel yeah. a little hard done by about it, you know. But, no, but it's I not. Thought... It, 
I was going to say, I live on the same block as Donald Trump Jr. And I think all the time that we're closer in wealth than most of the other people on our block. Okay, um, yeah, but Donald Trump Jr. doesn't really have any money. So that's uh, what I'm I saying. Mean, you you may actually be wealthier. To- you may be wealthier than Donald Trump Jr. I was saying I'm closer <laughs> in wealth to Donald Trump Jr. then. But I also think it's, it, you know, it's important to note that, like, the U.S., Yes, we we have all this consumption and stuff because, you know, that's how you fight the terrorists. Um, It's also a place where, like, I think we have this notion that, like, like, if if you're in New York, right? Like, I would love to take Craig. I'm sure you've visited. But I would love to take (laughs) Craig to, like, the Midwest, to, like, a Walmart. Because the, the idea of what is a standard is i mean like we're laughing right now because right if we were going to go to a movie theater we would be given a very large soda and they would call it a small haha uh that's like a 90s joke but (laughs) if you go to the midwest they don't even have a notion of this the large we're talking about like you go to a walmart in the midwest and it is the size of an airplane hanger it has literal cars in it that they sell it has aisles that you can actually get lost in there have been movies oh, made yeah. about people who live out of a walmart full time right. because <laughs> like you can like the amount right. of the scale of things is so outsized and no. so I shocking mean, it's it's it really is and this brings me back to our one of our favorite topics and then i think we should do our thanksgiving stuff but but uh this brings me back to uh, thinking about cyberpunk you know i mean and i think we talked about this last week but the world that we envisioned uh, in 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 dystopian sci-fi has really come to pass, and I think I said last week that if you were to show somebody from twenty thirty years ago what's going on in reality, but that I mean, take them to one Walmart, even in right. New York. No, the court, but the that that it's true that some that these the, that these places of commerce are these cavernous sort of mini cities, and it is like, I mean, it it is indicative of so many things about America. Um, but it also like it is it is so it is such a it is such a wrong it is such a bad sign that that Walmart can basically move into a town, destroy all of the businesses there, and then open a massive you know all you can eat all goods made in China place where you can get cheap shit. I mean, one of America's any shit most successful need. one of America's most successful cities and um, counties is Disney World because it is literally its own county and right. its own city. And it's very but at least successful. That, at least that has attractions. At least there's something to do there. Walmart is just a place where you buy things. Sometimes you need the things, and a lot of times you don't. But the point is, like Walmart is built literally on the thing that if you talk to any Trumper, and they tell you like what the problem is, you ask them what the problem is with America. I mean, besides you know, besides saying like libs and snowflakes or whatever, you know, they'll tell you like the they shipped all our jobs overseas and immigrants are taking our jobs and all this bullshit. It's like yeah, and like the Walmart. Which Trump loves, and the and the and the Walmart family that undoubtedly un- supports Trump is the like the Waltons. <laughs> They've designed this exactly like you described. They're the people responsible. They're the people who did it, and they're going to keep doing it over and over again. They want it to happen because they can get slave labor for pennies on the dollar, and then they can sell you shit for a huge markup that still seems cheap to you. And on the wheel turns, which is why we need a. A dragon to lay waste to the entire city. Did you just throw a beer can at the <laughs> I did not. I, that wasn't me. That was Craig. Yeah, I knocked over a... Um, I always get the pronunciation wrong. La- LaCroix? It's the one LaCroix. that you don't that think right. it's going to be. LaCroix, LaCroix is LaCroix. right. No, it's not the right 
thing that you think is like the fanciest French pronunciation. Uh, I thought God, for a long I time was... it was, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I had a couple of people Le correct Pont. me. I, I also learned the hard way that no one in San Francisco calls it San Fran. But, you know, there's a new lesson every day. <laughs> yeah, San Fran. Like, do you need do you really need to shorten it so badly that you're saying San Fran sure. to people? <laughs> I think on that note, we should talk, since we have Craig here, and it is the week of Thanksgiving, we should talk about what is the what are we talking about here, Ryan? We're gonna instead of doing nice things, do things that we are thankful for, and mm. the theme of our Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, and so let's all discuss something for okay. which we are thankful. Craig, do you want to start? You're the uh, you're the new American. Sure. Uh... Let's see if you know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Let's see if see if you really know. <laughs> let's see if you really know what America is all about, buddy. I just I mean I really don't. Because last year, my Thanksgiving consisted of wandering around uh, lower Manhattan and taking the Staten Island Ferry uh, with my wife and then riding angelfish carousels um, on the shoreline with absolutely no other humans in sight. Oh, wait. So, I love those carousels, though. They're so good. They're very that cute. Really yeah. good to me. That it actually was, sounds great. It was a pretty good day. So, But, but I, have, yeah. I have never actually been to... Uh, a real Thanksgiving meal. So I have I have no sense of this. But I'll tell you the thing I am most oh thankful God, for. Can I just say that next year when we can be in person, let me take you to Thanksgiving if you don't have other oh plans. My God. Oh, my God. Look, I mean, I uh, love overeating, over drinking and then complaining about it. So I feel oh, like I mean, if you haven't been to like a real Thanksgiving, man. Yeah. Next year is going to be I'm hopefully we'll be, I'll it. be vaccinated. <laughs> And we'll do. We got to do it. You want to talk about overconsumption, baby? All right, oh, I want all the be, invites. <laughs> once the vaccines are out there, it's a anyhow, bacchanalian feast. Sorry. <laughs> so, all right. Well, so, so I mean, can uh, can can you even think of somebody to be thankful oh, for? Oh, I mean, sure. Is, I'm, is I have possible? many things to be thankful for, but <laughs> I'm also an irrational optimist. So, aside from yeah. the obvious, aside from the obvious uh, political ones, the thing I am most thankful for, which is very quarantine sort of lockdown friendly, is what I believe is referred to as a foster fail. I have a small tuxedo cat named Kokomo who uh, we originally got to foster. And then after a couple of weeks, the foster organization were like, listen, could you send us some, some pictures and some personality descriptions? Because, you know, we've had some interest uh, at which point we went, (laughs) you absolutely cannot have her and uh, spent the money and adopted her. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a small fairy, small fairy shithead, frankly, because, you I know, mean, cats only tolerate what's it, us. What's its name? Kokomo, like Kokomo? the be- like the Beach Boys song. I'm yes, so glad they course. didn't call her "Be Loyal to Your School" or whatever. <laughs> As um, Beach Boys songs would... go, it could be worse. How? What do you think? What do you think? Do you think it's that was their technique to get you to like put your Absolutely cards on the table? Absolutely, that is part. of Oh, the I'm sure situation. that's part of the play. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. we actually we fostered another cat from them before, who turned out to be this very delightful but riddled with medical issues creature. Uh-oh. Um, who eventually it was just it was just uh, impractical. Not a but, good fit. Uh, is this cat? Wait a second. Is this cat that you've adopted the cat that you had to milk? That's oh, <laughs> I was going to ask you to tell the that, story for um, Thanksgiving. Please, great for Thanksgiving. That that is exactly that is the same the very same creature. Um, ah, can you tell the listener a little bit about that? <laughs> sure, I'll try to keep this brief. I guess uh, how do we put this? The cat arrived having had a late term termination slash uh hysterectomy all in one and oh, so geez. unfortunately wow. the, uh you right, mean that's... murder 
You yeah, well, that's true. That's true. How late? How late term? Ugh, uh, I don't I, I, you know I'm what? pleased don't. to report I don't know. I don't know. But okay, the problem good, was good. the Let's body. The the body did not get the signal that uh, lactation was oh. not required, and so we wound up with a cat with milk but no kittens. Um, oh. And so what you do is you you pick a show on Netflix, you get a warm towel, uh, and it's exactly what it sounds like. You you then mm. gradually milk mm-hmm. the cat so that it doesn't oh. wind up with health problems. Fortunately, wow. I would have thought that milking a cat would induce more milk uh, because, well, I'm not a doctor yeah. and that seems no. to stand to reason. Yeah. Thankfully, that has not been the case and she has not required huh. subsequent milking. Um, I mean, was it a rewarding bonding experience or would you never do it again? <laughs> it was fine. I think I earned a lot of brownie points with my wife for volunteering oh, to do yeah, the actual definitely. milking part of things. Every time um, uh, I kill a bug, I think like God, I am the best husband that has ever existed. Suddenly, uh, I'm I'm feeling like it, it makes me seem very paternal and caring, and yeah, I, I'm glad I don't have to do it again though. So that's what I'm thankful for: not having beautiful. to milk the cat, but also the cat. That's beautiful, Aww. Ryan. Would you like to go next? That's uh, I don't know if you can top that, but I definitely great. can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to say that I am very thankful. Um, obviously, I'm thankful for my career and my job, and that that thanks every year I think I do this on the show, but that thanks goes to Josh for taking a chance on me and oh, for God. giving me the opportunity to do all of this work. But also, well, right, I mean, I want to show up, Craig. That's what I'm <laughs> here to do. Um, and then, <laughs> and then um, obviously, I'm thankful for my relationships and, um, you know, recently my health. Um, but I would say the thing I'm most thankful for specifically this year, um, and not just because it's created all of my job, uh, but technology is something I talk shit about all the time because these companies um, are capitalist, fascist, corporate overlords, and I think they should be better, and they could be better, and we deserve, and they deserve to be better. Um, But I only do that out of deep love, and I only get so angry and so frustrated with them and with the political landscape that has led to them being the way that they are, tech companies I'm talking about, um, because I love the concept so much. I love technology. I love progress. I love science. I really do. Uh, It's the closest to the kind of fantasy and magic that I grew up obsessed with and that I grew up consuming in fiction and dreaming about having superpowers or going to the moon or whatever. Um, And science makes that stuff real. And if it weren't for technology in this pandemic, my mental health would have been so much worse than it actually currently is. Um, And it, you know, it's incredible. I, you know, you hook up a new video game system and you can put a, a, a VR headset on and, and, fucking be in a different world and have the ability to levitate things you you i i can tell the air that i want the lights off and they turn off i can you know tap a tiny thing on my watch and pizza appears like it is shocking to me the level like i have always joked that my iphone is essentially the magic wand from harry potter and literally all of us act like it's frustrating to own which is just crazy like we mm. have magic wands you they can... should have made it the fucking magic wand shape thing Absolutely. and the more i understand about it the more amazed i am it doesn't get less magical the more i understand about spectrum or phones or internet yes. or any of it it just gets more remarkable it gets more in- amazing and and the more i've learned how things work you're right like the more shocked I am that we are able to do it and the more excited I am about it. And, you know, I can just like point my phone and then the next day 
like a, a, a Peloton arrives and people are teaching me how to use like that's insane. And then I can sit on a bike in the middle of my living room and have the world class trainer come in the best trainer in the world come in and hype me up with the best pop music in the world. And I can compare how I'm doing to people around the world. Like, I like it's, it's hype absolutely... you up, not ridicule your effort, which is what I'm perpetually scared of. <laughs> No, no, it does, no it, they're it very hypes, nice. Yeah, it hypes you up. Um, you do the ridiculing afterward in the mirror. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly. amazing. And and the fact that all of this exists and we live in a time when it has yet to destroy us is so nice. And well, we're well, uh, in this little okay. cresting bubble. We have bubble. yet, but very close, very close. We're in living in this little cresting bubble of technology where we get a lot of the benefits with, you know, a lot of the like, you know, we're we're paying on layaway, let's say, societally. All of the bad parts will be coming later in a bill. But for the moment, it's very nice and I would be dead without it. And I'm very, very, very thankful to all of the people who work every day to make it possible. And for all the people throughout history, from like Ada Lovelace way up to making it possible. I really am. And I and I think it's important that you step back on days like Thanksgiving and try to look at the scale of things and appreciate where we are. Because it can be really easy to be resentful. Of the moment in history in which you live, but you and, should and also to, look sorry, and to the to the Scotsman who invented the telephone. I'm sure you said something about the invention of the telephone earlier, and we glossed past it. But I think you meant uh, Alexander Graham Bell. But on you go. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. You hate America. <laughs> so you hate America. What are you? Ke- know, can- are you kidding? Back to back World War champs. How could let's I not be enthusiastic? Let's talk to Trump about this. Let's get a word <laughs> in with him. Um, uh, well, that's very. That was very. That was both very touching and very on brand for you, true. Ryan. Josh, so, what, what uh, are you thankful for, Josh? And my stuff's so boring. I mean, I think I'm just a regular person with regular thankful thank things to be thankful for. Uh, not that you guys aren't, but I mean, uh, no, I'm. I mean, I've said this before on this podcast. I've talked about it. I mean, I'm. I'm thankful. I. I. This obviously pandemic is a nightmare. And I wish it, it had never existed. But I am thankful that I have, because of the pandemic, I've gotten to spend a lot of time uh, at home with my family uh, and and uh, with Zelda, who I've spent many years of Zelda's life uh, at work, just at work or commuting or on a road trip going somewhere. Um, and, you know, we have had you know, just been able, we've been able to do things that we haven't really been able to do consistently. And it's at an amazing time because Zelda, like I, Zelda doesn't remember stuff that happened last year, but she's now definitely remembering things that happened like last month or, you know, I mean, like you go, she remembers things that happened last year. They're just, they're kind of out of order, not super specific. And I'm like, do you remember when I like, wasn't home a lot for dinner or for bedtime or any of that stuff? And she's like, not really. And I'm like, that's great. Because I think she'll remember this stuff. Yeah. And so it's it's been really nice, even though I definitely think we're all a little stir crazy. Uh, and, you know, I think that obviously I would love for the situation to end immediately. I do think um, – but I do think – yeah, I feel really thankful for that. And I'm – you know, it's just like as a person who's been going nonstop for – a decade over it well over a decade actually just like just you know i'm pretty obsessed with the stuff that i do for work um it's nice to have a chance to not you know have like two hours sucked out of the day commuting or you know having to stay late at the office to like finish something you know because i can actually concentrate and focus and finish it at home in a reasonable amount of time like that stuff has been um you know i'm pretty happy about that but i'm also excited that there's a vaccine and 
ready to take it immediately. Just jab it into my neck and get out there. Get out <laughs> give me all, give me all three of the leading contenders. Let's not uh, <laughs> yeah, every just not take all the just them all at once. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Anyhow, so yeah, there's that, and uh, yeah, I don't know, and um, and well, also for my PS5, which I love, man. Also, we're very thankful. <laughs> we're also very thankful for Tony. Thank you for, for Tony, Tony, and all the Tonys out there that are tuning in every week for some reason that uh, i can't explain i'm gonna go with meds ran out gonna go with mental illness deep (laughs) troubling mental illness all right bye (laughs) bye (laughs) bye Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, uh, though uh, I just have been told that your family is planning a Zoom Thanksgiving and uh, they've all hit their data cap. So very unfortunate.